Welcome, ladies and gents. You're listening to Speak Easy with Shay Jones. People, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Speak Easy. I am your host, Shay Jones. And today I'm chatting with my fave, my hubs, and my brother from another mother, Clint. And we're going to be talking to him later in the show because we're chatting about youth sports, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We missed you guys last week as Carlos and I were on a Valentine's Day weekend marriage retreat with about 13 couples celebrating black love. Absolute funners. What do you think? Most definitely. Whole lot of fun. Whole lot of fun. But we'll talk more about that in one of our later episodes on marriage and relationships. So let's dive right in and talk about the ish that went down this week. Tammy Roman. Tammy Roman, basketball wife. So apparently she was interviewed by Keisha Cole on her show. Did you know Keisha Cole had a show? I did not. Well, I don't think it airs here in Atlanta, but it's some show that comes on Fox. I think it's like one-on-one with Keisha Cole or something like that. I wouldn't be interested in watching that. No way. She's just so dry and so blah. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so they were discussing her friendship with Shawnee O'Neal. And Tammy was basically stating that she showed favoritism towards Evelyn and how the show was good without Evelyn. And then when she went and brought Evelyn back, it changed the dynamics of the show. And we're talking about basketball wives. Oh, because the focus wasn't on her anymore. I think so. And all her wild antics. Yes, like let people forget that when Tammy first came on Basketball Wives, she was an absolute hot mess. Still kind of is. Still kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> but I like Basketball Wives, and I, I'm, I personally like Evelyn. I think Evelyn is cool. I mean, she was an original person that started on Basketball Wives, so mm-hmm. why not? But, yeah, I mean – I think a lot of people think that Shawnee is their friend because she's like the executive producer. So they all try to kind of kiss her ass a little bit. They feel like they have to kiss her ass. That's my best friend. Mm -hmm. It's still a business. At the end of the day, it's still (laughs) still, a business. business. And I just think Tammy Roman just didn't make good TV anymore. And so they moved on. Yeah. So anywho. It is what it is. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the big thing that's been going on this week is. Dwayne Wade and his now daughter, Zaya. Zaya? Anyway, (laughs) I have mixed feelings about the situation. I mean, on one hand, I'm like, "Eh, 12 years old, let the kid be a kid. Let the kid be a kid. And then on the other hand, I'm like, okay. Like, like regardless of. What they like, let the kid be a kid, right? I'm no, I don't, yeah. No. I, I just, on it's the other a, hand, it's, it's such a touchy subject, and I'm and I want to be politically, politically correct when I say what I want to say and don't offend anybody. But I'm, I just say, let the kid be a kid. I'm I mean, you can have it. the discussion and let the kid be a kid. Um. As far as like 
changing or taking hormones to start the process i think it's a little bit early too far um i do think it's going a little bit far at the age of 12 because he's 12 years old 12 three or four years from now you really there might be a difference of opinion you haven't experienced anything in life yet right you don't want to say hey i want i identify myself as a girl but then on the other hand, I'm like, this is different for the black community. It's not something that is discussed in the black community. It's such a taboo topic. And it's rare that you hear it or it's this open. Because usually when something's like this, black people keep it. Especially in the black community. In the we, black, keep it, we, we keep, keep it, it in the household. In the you don't tell your business mm-hmm. or whatever. And for me, what I don't understand is why the black community or black Facebook feels so attacked by this situation. And what do you mean by attack? Like at the end of the day, not your child. Why are you so invested or so upset behind it? Cause I don't see people getting upset about other kids. Like the show. I am jazz that comes on TLC. Mm-hmm. Never heard a person talk about this, but because now it's, Someone that is black, and is and he's a public figure, like he's he's somebody that we know. So you see it, you be like, bro, what are you what are you doing? You, you tripping? Like, I just. I, but I'm, why is he I'm, tripping though? Because he's putting it out there, or like I don't, I don't, I feel like it's no need for you to even put it out there like that. That yeah, calling him or her and. I, I just that's just too much for me. Like if if my son comes to me and say, "Hey, Dad, I think I'm a girl," we're gonna sit down and have a talk. Why do you feel like you're a girl? Why but you do just you, don't think the way way should broadcast it to everybody. I don't know. You could have kept, regardless if your your son's in the in the media or what. They don't need to know all that. You could have you could have still dressed him up as a boy when y'all went out. True, 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 true. I get, you know, letting the kids express themselves, but we're not going to do that in the public eye. Not just yet. Not just yet. Wait, not wait. until you're of age yeah, and you maybe, can make certain decisions for on yourself. Your own, right. Yeah. You know, maybe when you're what sometimes what they consider. I mean, 15 or 16, adult, I feel you, like. If you go get emancipated or something, then. Okay, yeah. You're 16. I just you can feel do what like you want. 15 or 16, you may know exactly what it yeah, is that little, you want. Yeah, but 12, you, like, everything is amazing to you at 12. Like, kids are so much exposed to everything. And they had him wearing, like, they used to, when they was taking, like, their little family photos, he got on little little short heels and stuff. That's, that is just too much. Too much at 12? That is too much at 12. Yeah. Well, different age, different era, different kid. You know, kids are exposed to a whole, whole lot. Um, more than what we were exposed to. So Absolutely. You know, they'll know things or they'll they're more accepting of things at this day and age than when we were in school. Right. Like it's common. Like it's nothing. They don't it, it doesn't even make them flinch. No. You know, so it just depends on the generation and this generation is different, but like I said, I have mixed feelings about it. I definitely think 12 is too young um, for that kind of decision to be made. But to each his own. It's not my child. 
and it's what it is. It is what it is. So, well, that's all the ish that went down this week. So today we are chatting about youth sports and we have our brother from another mother, our good friend, Clint, a.k.a. Coach Mac. Say what's up to the people, brother. Hey, what's up, y'all? All right, so youth sports. Some may argue that it's too much for kids. Parents are overly intense. And others may say this is a great opportunity, possible scholarship opportunities, etc. There truly isn't a right or wrong answer. We have all been a part of youth sports through high school and for you guys, college. Clint, what was your experience like with youth sports as a child? Uh, it was fun. I had a good time with it. Um, I mean, it was just exposure for the most part, exposure to different things. Um, I don't recall having, I mean, we didn't have all these different travel teams and all the stuff that we had now. I mean, Baseball-wise, we kind of played at the park unless you made the all-star team, and then we traveled everywhere. Um, Football-wise, we played – I mean, you played for whatever particular park was close to you, and we just played the parks in the area. And then I played, you know, basketball. We played at the – at whatever park you – you know, the same way like baseball. You played at the park unless you made the all-star team, but – all the traveling around the state or whatever, I didn't really get into that until, like, um, high school, middle school, high school, with AU ball and stuff like that. Okay. And, Carlos, what was your experience like? It's pretty much the same thing. Um, we didn't do a lot of traveling outside, unless, unless you made the all-star team and y'all won a district or the state tournament or whatever. Then y'all went out and played play other places but you know only time we try really traveling in football is when you might go to Florida and play a team in Florida for a weekend but other than that that's it they have these things now where they got football tournaments I've never seen that before but I just think that is absolutely too much yeah, right that's, that's a lot. three four games in a week in one week football yeah this is like they down there for a day or a weekend you ain't done over playing football Three four games in a day. In a day, it's a tournament. Like they have tournaments for football. Tournament football. football. I've never seen it until like the past couple of years. I've seen people doing. I was like, that's a lot of football. That's too much on Friday. That's CTE waiting to happen. Exactly. Um, for me, it was kind of hit or miss. I started out playing softball, and then later I picked up basketball. But I've always enjoyed basketball more than softball. My daddy was kind of tough on me as it relates to softball. And I think that's kind of one of the reasons why I kind of shied away from it. But looking back on it now and me being a parent, I kind of understand (laughs) where he was coming from at that time. But if if they had the resources, I think I probably would have played in an area that would have benefited me a little bit more than right here in Decatur. Right. I wasn't even thinking about the parent aspect, though, from when I was a kid. I know my my dad, I mean, of course, you know, he coaches high school ball for still coach. Uh, yeah, you know, he, he coached high school ball. but um, And I guess he spent so much time with his own team that during the park, when I was at, playing at the park, you know, he really wasn't involved. I mean, he would show up every now and then. And, you know, show up at the games or whatever. It was 
he didn't get real intense until I was like in high school playing for him. Yeah. So yeah, your daddy was intense. I, I used to be there for some of those. Your daddy was intense. <laughs> in, 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 in. I mean, everybody intense. <laughs> I mean, like, at the park, you know, he would sit up in the stands. You know, I, if I wanted to know anything about how I played or whatever, I had to just, like, hey, Dan, how'd you, you know, how was the game, you know? What'd you think about the game? Even with football, you know, he he was there, you know, he was encouraging or whatever. But when I actually, like, started playing basketball for him, I mean, he was just, like, it was nonstop. You wake up in the morning talking basketball, at dinner talking basketball, go to sleep talking basketball. Let alone practice and play. That's crazy. Now, um, now that you have kids, Clint, what's uh, it like being on the other end? Uh, it's tough because just like you know, I mentioned that with my dad. I mean, I'm still extra competitive, and you know, and I have to walk that line of being competitive as a person and still being encouraging as a parent. But you so, have girls, though, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's different when you have girls and it's, it's, it's a little bit different, but, you know, my, my daughter kind of special. Like, she... <laughs> she, like... She ain't real prissy, and, you know, she a little tough. I mean, she get emotional. Don't get me wrong. So I have to... I have to really walk that line, you know, like... Um, not trying to be too hard on her, but still trying to push her. But it's, I also look back at, like I was talking about my dad, I try not to be that person that's talking sports and talking basketball, or, well, in her case, soccer, every, uh, you know, every minute of the day. You know, yeah. I don't want to wake up talking soccer, go to sleep talking soccer. You know, yeah. you know, we had the moments and then, you know, it's on the other things. Mm-hmm. What about you, Carlos? I mean, like I said, it's pretty much the same. I try not to overload him with baseball stuff because I know that's what he that's what he enjoys doing. So I really want to keep him busy in other things. I'm trying to get him involved in other sports. But I'm trying to get him to take up boxing. So just just to help, and it'll translate with him towards baseball. So that you right. don't have to always be baseball, 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 baseball all the time. You can do other things outside of baseball. I right. feel attacked. I feel attacked. <laughs> <laughs> Although he did tell me that I distract him when he's at bat today. Oh, he told you that? He told me. He said, you can cheer for me on defense. He said, but don't don't talk to me when I'm at bat. He yeah, said, let, you're a distraction. Let him basically. focus. I was like, okay. Let <laughs> <laughs> me, yeah. I mean, I used to tell my auntie that. She used to come to the games in high school, and I'll be pitching. And I'll make a pitch, and she'd be like, come on, Carlos, give him the good stuff. I'm like, chill. Like, What's the good stuff? It's, it's, that was the like, good like, stuff. Like, I, like I, got, I, got, I got a couple of waste pitches. Like, it's an 0-2 count. I got two strikes on them, no balls. Okay, chill. I got this. A, every, every, everything is a setup. She used to be like, give him the good stuff, Carlos. I used to be like, and then you walk yeah. him. No, no I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't walk him. But it's like, I got this. Like, I got to throw him a bad pitch to set him up for the next pitch. So I was always uh, trying to think ahead. 
Mm. Yeah, I was definitely told I was a distraction. So, with social media, the exposure is far different than when oh we God. played sports. Wow. You know, our son has an Instagram, Clint. Your daughter has an Instagram. I think yeah. we talked about this on our first episode about social media, but people are definitely watching their pages. Absolutely. You know, oh it's ridiculous. I mean, well, I ain't going to say it's ridiculous because it's great exposure to sheep. From her page alone, I mean, you know, they founder and selectors, all American. She's been featured in national, like, magazine, national online magazine posts or whatever, just from stuff on her page, you know, even her workouts, you know, where she going to work out with people, you know, you film the stuff and they think, you know, you got people blowing her up, like, well, how'd you do that? Or where are you doing that? Or who's that trainer? And all that kind of stuff. It's crazy. Yeah, like, a lot of people follow CJ that, a lot of people from, like, the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico follow CJ. Yeah. And, I mean, a lot of them, even though they comment in Spanish, <laughs> they comment on a lot of his posts. Um, so, I, at first I was like, are we the only parents that have Instagram pages for our kids? But it's a lot. Uh, it's, it's a lot. It's even people down to four years old. I'm like, okay, now that's too early. <laughs> like, you still hitting off the tee. But, you know, the crazy thing is, you know, all them people following her. When she went and played in that All-American tournament, you know, she playing, got selected as All-American and playing in that tournament. She ended up meeting a lot of those people, like, they were at the events, you know, the same people who've been commenting on her stuff. And wow. They were at the events playing with, you know, the other kids. So that was actually pretty cool for them to meet each other. And now they talk and follow each other all the time. That's what's up. Now, um, there are a lot of negative aspects when it comes to youth sports. I think it becomes more about the parents than the kids sometimes, um, mm-hmm. which can be a problem. They get too. Yeah. They get too involved. Too involved, and from our experiences as parents, we have had some positives and negatives. Unfortunately, we've had more negatives than positives, but we never let it affect <laughs> him. <laughs> right. Um, it's been to the point where we had to move our son. I mean, to a different organization. Um, as far as baseball, which we did, we found a great organization for him. And the one thing we like about this organization is that they promote um, not only them being good athletes, but also being productive citizens. It's more than just baseball. It's bigger than baseball. It's bigger than baseball. So shout out to Willie Slayton and the South Cap Tribe organization. Great job that they're doing over there. So, Clint, how are the parents in the soccer world? You know, it's two different worlds with baseball. <laughs> how is it in soccer? I mean, it's intense. I can definitely say that. Um, Her team, where she is now, I mean, it's a great group of parents. I mean, it's one of the bigger clubs in the state. But on the girls' side, you know, it's a little more, I guess, I mean, girls' soccer is totally different than boys' soccer. I mean, the thing about the 9U team, 9U boys' team here at Triumph has, like, 50 boys playing on, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, 50 boys playing on like four or five teams or something like that, wow. while wow. the nine you, nine you girls is just one team, so it's one team of what, 10 girls, 10, 11 girls, so it's totally different, so the parents have been together for some time, and they're real cool or whatever, but I think, and so the competition, 
it's competitive when you go to different events, you know, as far as individual events. You know, she worked out and played with uh, some Atlanta United events, and those were individual things. And, I mean, them parents won't even speak to you if your child played the same position as theirs. Like, <laughs> they want to, you know, you walk in there, I'm I'm a friendly guy. Like, I like to talk to everybody. I walk in, hey, how y'all doing? And it's like, what position your child play? And I'm a goalkeeper? Then they, oh, okay, how you doing? You yes, know? Now, now, <laughs> oh, now, talk oh. To you. Mm. oh. I ain't got to worry about right. taking her spot. Oh, no. <laughs> right, I ain't got to worry about her. She, 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 you know, but it's crazy that, you know, that parents are like that. And I think even worse, I realize we're talking about nine-year-olds. But, you know, in a game, they, I mean, they going at the ref. I haven't seen parents, like, about to fight the referees in a game simply because, you know, the man missed a handball call. You know what I mean? How many calls you missed in soccer? Right. Wow. There's one ref out there, and he, they are legit crazy. Oh, we definitely understand um, as far as the parent thing. You know, somebody always thinks their kid is better than somebody else's kid. Oh, yeah, by far. But. Always. I just think some parents need some courageous conversations or just some acknowledgement that sometimes your kid may not be the best in a sport. Right. And I think a lot of parents are blind to the fact that, like, CJ plays soccer. Not his thing. <laughs> it was not his thing. It just wasn't it. It just wasn't his. He tried it. And we know that it wasn't his thing. And he was right. like, I don't want to go out there. Yeah, you know? Yeah, that I don't want to play, play soccer anymore. Yeah, so right, we finished yeah. the season. But other than that, you know, that just wasn't for him. But it's, right. some, it's some parents that don't want to accept reality. And they just continue to put their kids in the sport, especially if they don't really take to it like that. But, you know, I think even with kids in sports, I think, I'm be honest, I think sports is, I think it's a necessary part of growing up, honestly. I mean, you learn so much on the field, whatever the sport is, between teamwork and working hard and all that kind of stuff. It but, definitely builds character. It builds character. But I agree, you know, you have some parents who have lofty um, expectations or aspirations or whatever for their child that doesn't necessarily meet what they bring to the table right and you know and it it affects everybody it affects the team it affects the you know the, the other parents around you know right mm-hmm. and you know again we talk nine-year-olds nine-year-olds are gonna make mistakes when the nine-year-old makes a mistake i shouldn't hear another parent like jumping down my kid's throat been there definitely been there <laughs> definitely been there been there right i i and I had that conversation one time. I expect if he's playing in the field and 10 balls are hitting him, I'm expecting him to miss at least three or four. Because right. he, he, he's a kid. They're, they're not perfect. You get people, you got people who make millions of dollars that make mistakes. Mm-hmm. All right. So, but. I just don't want you to make the mistake and then just dwell on it for the rest of the day, the rest of the game. Right. Then you're no, you're no good to me at that point. Cause that's all you're gonna think about. I think he has definitely come a long way with that. You know, yeah. he was so bent on not making a mistake when he did mess up, he couldn't let it go. But right. now he's at a point where okay, I'll get the next one. He shake, he shake he it off. Shakes it off. Hit himself in the yeah. chest, say my bad, and we keep going. And that's all and I, I asked for. 
my kids, she's still learning. Of course, she played goalkeeper. You imagine what a goalkeeper like in soccer. You know, a lot of pressure. Playing, a lot of pressure. Playing that position <laughs> in soccer. It's pressure. like any goal that gets past her, it's like personal, let alone if they lose. But any goal that is personal. And it's, I've seen her. And, you know, my heart goes out to her sometimes because anybody watching the game knows it's a lot that happens between before the ball gets to the goal. You know, before it gets to the goal, but in her mind, the ball just got past her. I've seen her just like have complete meltdown because it's like they done scored three goals on me and we about to lose. You know, and that's and that's what I'm talking about with parents. You know, you expect adults to be able to say, you know, good job, get the next one, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, some parents are just like. Who is she and why is she in the go? <laughs> right. Or you have a parent that's like, oh, he this, he that. He's sorry. And I'm like, um. And you want to say something so bad back to them oh about God. their own kid. Like one parent said something to about our son one time. And Carlos was like, but my kid didn't chase his hat when his hat flew off. He went and chased the ball. <laughs> so the ball was hit to him. Instead of getting the ball, his hat flew off and he chased his hat. So that's, but you know. It takes you got to be the bigger person sometimes, and you got to roll with the punches and keep it moving. I know I definitely had some your mama moments when they talking about my kid ones. <laughs> yeah, your mama, that, that's almost how you feel like your mama. <laughs> well, put your hands on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely so. had those moments, but you know, something you 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 have to be the bigger person yeah. and just let let those things go. Cause see, it, it at that point now you are gonna start affecting the kids. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, you know you don't you don't want that. Cause see now the kids gonna be like, man, you said this about my mama or my dad, and now they got beef with each other. And they they fighting each other in the dugout or on the soccer field or whatever. So you have to kind of like just take it all and just be like, all right, we're just gonna move on from this. So, as you guys were both coaches at the high school level, Clint, you coached basketball, and Carlos, you coached baseball. How is it dealing with parents? Who wants to go first? It's, it's, it's <laughs> tough because those those parents at that point feel like they're so they're so invested with the kid, and you know at at that level, you now you're talking about college. So you talking about kids trying to earn scholarships and all that kind of stuff, but at the same time, I think the parents don't realize that their kid is not putting in the work that some of the other kids are doing. And this is not rec ball. This is not you pay, you play. You you earn playing time. It's not given. You have to earn everything in high school. It's, it's sad. And, you know, and it's, it's sad. The level of entitlement. Wrong, man. <laughs> I mean. You, okay, yeah, I coach high school basketball. So sitting there trying to uh, manage parents in the stands, you know, their kid comes from playing rec ball or middle school ball where they played all game long. And then you go, you know, they show up in ninth grade and it's like they're demanding that their kid is on the varsity team. And it's like, hey, you know, I got – 15 other guys that's better than your freshman. Like, <laughs> he was nice in middle school, yeah, but he going to play these first few games on JV and we'll see where he fall in after that, you know. And even like you were talking about pay to play, I remember 
I had a JV team that was essentially full of ninth graders because the older kids had moved on. But we had a banquet, and I gave out five awards. You know, I gave the, the five normal, like MVP, Coach's Award, Most Improved, something like that. Fifteen kids on the team, I gave out five awards. And you should, after the banquet was over, it was like a line waiting for, a line of parents waiting for me, like, why my kid didn't get an award? You had us come to this banquet. My kid didn't get over. And I'm like. Because they used to getting those trophies in red ball <laughs> that everybody gets. And the participation everybody everybody don't need a participation award. <laughs> At but, that age, they don't need participation. I remember watching, uh, I don't know if it was a tweet or it was a video of um, James Harrison and his boys. And they tried to give them a second place trophy. And he was like, nah, they don't need that. So we, don't, we don't celebrate second place. Like we're not, you're not going to give me no no no, but that's there's nothing but a participation award. Now we want it. We want I, number one, and we want nothing. And sometimes I, I kind of agree with that. Well, at, at, at the club that she plays at now, her original club, she uh, at the end of the season, everybody got a trophy. It don't matter if you was the best or the worst. It don't matter if you won championship or not. You got. <laughs> You got you got the same trophy. I remember her telling me, I, we, my team was undefeated all year, and I got the same trophy as somebody else's team. And I was like, yeah, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but, you know, but at this club, they don't, I mean, they don't have a banquet. You know, whatever awards you get is based on whatever tournaments you win. Right. Or you win tournaments, you get a medal, you got a medal. You know, you go the whole season, don't win anything, try again next year. Yeah, next try again next season. Yeah, basically. You know, but but it's giving her drive because all she talks about now is I got to go get a gold medal. I, I got to get a gold. You know, exactly. and, but instead of and no matter win, lose, or draw, y'all gonna get me something. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it 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 it, it, it burns the fire. I can say that. Yeah, I um, as being a team mom, planning a banquet is the dumbest thing ever. I just. I just feel like it's a waste of money. Because you do the same thing. You go somewhere where they can jump. <laughs> some well, pizza, uh, yeah. And you give out the trophies. So, yeah. I I, I definitely support the win the tournament. You win the... For us, it's rings. Those, those, rings. Yeah, those are those are the prizes of the season. How, yeah. how, how many rings did you finish did you finish up with this year? Like, I don't think a banquet is necessary. Right. A banquet is so nineteen ninety five. And then at the end of the day, what do you like at my mom's house? We have a million trophies. Oh my god! It is so many trophies. It's like, what do you do with them? You really don't want to throw them away, but it's like, what do I do with all these trophies? I got so many trophies and plaques at my mom's house, and it's still like, like you say. You don't want to throw them away because, you know, I can probably pick up each one of them and talk about the memory involved. Exactly. So, yeah. So, you really don't want to throw them away because you have those memories attached. Can you really, really talk about the memories of them? Like, really? Yep. I mean, not anymore, but, like, if I'm standing in my room and I'm, like, I mean. Maybe not the ones from Rick Ball. I mean. Right. Yes, high school, yes. But, like, a lot of my high school school accolades, I can talk about every last one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. (laughs) <laughs> but like you still have red ball trophies like throw them away it's time I mean some of them are, I, I, well, I still got a couple of my red ball jerseys no why I, yeah yeah I don't, 
<laughs> Wait a minute. That's just hoarding. Oh uh, yeah, I, at that point, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I still got my because if you probably lead. pick if you pick it up, it's probably gonna crumble in your oh. hand. Bro, I still got my Pinto lead Florida Marlins, uh, baseball jersey. It was all, a T-shirt with two Pinto, on it. Pinto lead. You know it's old when you say Pinto lead. If you hear somebody you know say Pinto lead, <laughs> you hear somebody say Pony lead. You know they played a long time ago. <laughs> Bro, it was it was a it was a t shirt with two buttons at the top and felt numbers on it. <laughs> playing mighty playing mighty might football. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know you that's that's so old. That was back in the day. But you know, I think at the end of the day, I think parents are taking the fun out of youth sports for kids. Oh yeah, definitely. especially those football parents because they make it about them. And not about the child, and I think that's just the the youth sports in general. But I think a lot. Not, I think a lot of parents try to relive the things they did when they was younger, and they try to put it in their child. You gotta let your child write their own story. Like you want CJ to play football, but I just don't think I'm here for the parents. I just don't think I'm ready for that. Those are parents on a whole nother level. Oh, I just, those, yeah, they're very intense. I'm just not. But ready you know for what else I see? A lot of parents get misconstrued. Like, okay, I know CJ is baseball fanatic. CJ been a baseball fanatic since I've known. He's barely oh, standing up trying to swing a bat. Right. Exactly. And <laughs> I mean, that's just been his drive though since he was a kid. But on the outside looking in, somebody would look at y'all and say they push that kid too hard. Yeah. Not knowing that is CJ probably wakes up in the morning and wake y'all up like, hey, come throw with me. Hey, come hit with me. You know, I had somebody tell me, oh, you push your daughter too hard. Why is she doing this? Why is she working? They don't know that every Saturday morning, Paige wake me up and say, let's go to the gym. I'm laying there sleep. And she, hey, it's, I got to go to the field. Come on. They got soccer in the streets today. What you doing? Yeah. that is, and it, Like you said, it's outside looking in. People really don't. You know, people aren't going to support because they just simply hating, in my opinion. Like, follow their page. But, them same people on the outside looking in, you know, every kid don't have that drive, right. you know. And so they feel like, oh, well, they doing that with their kids. I need to do it with mine. And you are pushing the kid too hard. Like, if they didn't get up every Saturday and say, hey, I want to go do something, I wouldn't dare force her every Saturday to get up and do something. Right. right. You know, but somebody who don't know that, you know, says, or may see it on her Instagram page, or may just know, you know, know what she does, may say, oh, well, maybe I need to get my kid up and go every Saturday to soccer in the streets. That's what she does. Like, right. Or like with CJ, we say, you got training today. Oh, okay. And yeah. he go put on his stuff. Like, right. he not keeping up with a schedule. He's like, I have training to practice. Either way, yeah, either way he, he's, he's like, ready. okay, cool. <laughs> he's ready and to he go. gets his stuff together. And he's like, I'm ready. And that's that. As long as he got his cell phone <laughs> and he can roll to the to the um cages with his cell phone, he's fine. So I guess it just depends on the kid. Like we were trying to put our youngest son in baseball. Different kid. Definitely the attention span is not there. That, <laughs> that like the that. way the way CJ CJ at three CJ was focused like. Baseball, you can you can cut it on, cut baseball and put it on the TV, and he knows he knows players at three. So yeah, Kobe. not not Kobe. Kobe's Kobe like, like yeah. He was like, this was fun for the. All right, I'm finna run minutes. up. I'm finna run up and down this hallway now. <laughs> no, nah, I catch yeah. you in a minute. <laughs> so, 
you know, we're not going to force him to play. We're going to wait till next year when his attention span might be a little bit better. We'll try it again. And we'll try it again. But, you know, it is what it is at that point. You remember we were at that baseball tournament, and it wasn't our game, but it was a game in the field next to us. Some parents got into it, and a parent on the team pulled a gun out, and they had to move the entire tournament somewhere else because the people that owned that park were like, nope, y'all got to go. Mm-hmm. No, that, that is just too far. <laughs> It's nothing we arguing about. Now, it it's wasn't. Nothing. It wasn't us. It wasn't us. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm it, just it, it, wasn't, like, it wasn't us this time. Yeah. It wasn't us. Yeah. It wasn't us. But what I'm saying, we we, it was the it was the Caucasians this time. It wasn't us. <laughs> I'm just thinking though. I, I'm trying to even think about you know my kid. It's, it's nothing I'm arguing about with another parent that made me go that far. I'm, I, you know, and, and I, see, that's the, I'm not even arguing with a parent. Period. Right. I'm not even going back and forth. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it was an incident where you know we were at a park, and I was I almost got into it with the umpire, but then I had to remember too where I was at, and it was bigger than that umpire. Mm-hmm. So I just walked away from him. But he he said something he said something that was out of pocket. and I walked away from it. It was and, racially motivated. And I really and I and I wanted to. But I, like I said, I still had to remember where I was at, and I had to remember that I am a professional. Mm-hmm. I have a career, mm-hmm. and I can't just explode well, I like I plan. want to. Yeah, I, <laughs> I need my job. So it was like, like let me walk away because see, whatever he's doing, I don't know what he had going on in his life. But you're out here umpire for a little forty five dollars. I'm not fit to argue with you. I'm not fit to go back and forth with you. It is what it is. You said what you said. I bet you won't do it outside this park <laughs> without all these people around. <laughs> just or the opportunity, the opportunity yeah. for the cameras to go. Yeah. On. yeah, yeah. Do it. Let's let's go to the bathroom and you do and you say that. Say that to me again. <laughs> all right. So it's, it's crazy, man. Well, what about the financial piece? How much? I'm not gonna ask you how much money do you spend on soccer, but I can almost assure you, you probably spend a good penny on soccer itself. I can, I mean, the club alone is like, I'm gonna say it's like eleven, twelve, twelve hundred. The club alone, just for the years, twelve hundred. Uh, I mean, uniforms. They wear them every two years, so it was uniform time last year. That's an extra two hundred, right around two. And well, she played goalkeeper, so not only the two hundred just for the regular uniform, I got to put in almost another extra hundred for her goalie jerseys. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, tournaments and stuff included in that. But then again, she likes to work out and train or whatever. So to pay a trainer, that's an extra. Hundred dollars a month, mm-hmm. or you know, fifty to a hundred dollars a month, and then camps. You know, she she goes to go to camps and all that kind of stuff. Um, that could be two to three hundred dollars a pop. So I didn't add all that up while I was talking. It but, sounds like a lot of money. <laughs> but you can do the math, <laughs> and that's yearly. So you know, I mean, and for me, 
I look at, let me be honest, I look at like investment, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I ain't expecting her to be no pro. I mean, if she goes pro, so, so what? You know, she she goes pro. But honestly, to me, if she can go to college for free, if she can go to school for free. Hey. That's it. You <laughs> know, anything after that that's is the, great. Like, that's the goal. That's about? the goal, man. That's the goal. Like, I don't care what you do after college. That is your choice. But if if it's one thing I ask you to do for me, go to college, get your degree. Right, you know, and, and I ain't, and I'm be honest, I ain't even opposed to folks where you know you yeah, you gonna have a lot of folks talking about uh, well trade this and trade that. I'm fine, I ain't right. opposed to that. But you go get that trade after you get your degree, right? Exactly, because <laughs> I'm pretty but, sure you're gonna make much more with a degree and that certificate, because that's yeah, what it yeah. is a cert- certificate. Yeah, so. it's, it's it's the long term thing that I'm looking at, you know. So I, I I can go ahead and pay, you know, a couple thousand dollars up front right now, and you know, eventually she'll. Soccer is a little different, you know, with travel ball and you know. I know with certain sports, you know, by the time they get to high school, high school is the. You know, I know I was coaching basketball. You know, that was. What happened at the high school was a little more important than what happened in other places, you know, with travel ball and rip. But soccer is a whole other animal, man. They don't. Some of these kids don't even touch a high school field. Mm. Like, you know, high school is like secondary. You know, some of these clubs get so involved, and it's like they won't even let you play high school. Wow, oh, wow. that's <laughs> deep. Yeah, you know, especially if you manage to make it to. You know, some of the Olympic development programs and all that other kind of stuff, they just, you know, you'll forego high school, you know, I, or, I, you know, one of one of our girl, one of our girl's parents, he coaches a high school team. And he talks about all the time how he lose girls to the travel team throughout the year, like mid-season. They be like, well, we got a tournament with, you know, with our travel team, so uh, I'm going to miss this game. I'm like, how? What? Wow. <laughs> I think for us, um, because of our location and where we are, I think we pay like maybe between eight fifty and about a thousand dollars for fees, just like uniforms, tournaments, and things like that. But that doesn't count the extra stuff, the equipment that we buy. The additionally, the three hundred dollar bat, depending on the bat, the um, gloves, the gloves, and and our kid the, likes to look. Spiffy batting gloves. So he likes. <laughs> now he's with the. Every time we go to a tournament, if they're selling sleeves, he has to have a sleeve or he has to have a necklace. I mean, it's just get you gotcha stuff at mm-hmm. these tournaments. And then, um, I think the other day we pulled about six bats out of our truck. Yep. That he doesn't yeah, even use. That we spent money on. <laughs> um, I mean, even the cleats, the, like the, she got the wood bat. She got so many cleats. I mean, and because they play on different surfaces. So we got turf cleats. We got wet grass cleats. We got fernware, you oh, know, soft wow. I didn't even know it was all that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got, and then she play indoors sometimes. So we got to set, you know, indoor shoes. You know, it's, mm-hmm. you know. It's, it's an a, investment. You know what I mean. It's an investment. We've sent him to a baseball camp at an academy before. That was like $300. And then he trains, so depending on how many times he trains, that's fifty dollars a pop. So, like I said, it's an investment. Like today, he told us he want to go to Georgia. 
Hey, by all means, go to Georgia. But my coach said she wanna go to Georgia too. Look at freaking freaking oh, wow. that <laughs> Really? That's good. They so connected. They so connected. That's crazy. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, our kids are um his niece, his daughter is my goddaughter, and my son is his godson. So yeah. Um. She said, "I want to go play soccer for Georgia Bulldogs." Like, okay. Wow. Well, you better start playing a little harder. Yeah, that's what I said. I said, well, we got to make sure your grades stay on point, and we have to really, really, really get to work if that's the if that's the goal. So, um, I know you mentioned you were talking about um, her soccer club where the coach was saying he loses um, players to a travel team. Now, by us being on the south end of our county, we don't have that many. baseball programs big baseball programs like they do in the north part of georgia which is Cobb, which is like the baseball city that's right yes so baseball capital baseball capital so it's like we lose a lot of kids to those programs and what my son's um organization is trying to do is trying to rebuild bigger programs back on this end of atlanta and I think he has a hard time because when we see somebody trying to do something great, all we talk about is the money aspect. Yep. So within our budget, there's something called a program fee. And parents are like, well, what's a program fee? Well, it's to keep the program afloat and to, you know, Make sure your coaches are taken care of to make sure your team has a place to go work out when it's um, cold outside or just anything to keep it afloat, to keep the organization afloat, like paying bank fees or website fees, things like that. And so people gear, gear, yeah, people don't even they just want to see the dollar signs and they don't pour back into the community. Instead, they take their kids elsewhere. So. That's the struggle with baseball on this end of Atlanta. I we I had a similar struggle. You know, the original soccer club she was at, they were renamed they would say uh nameless. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they 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 were on the south end and um it honestly with her, you know, the way she played and how she advanced, she kinda in my opinion outgrew the club, but you know, that was always a struggle to find the balance. Uh, they were probably, I mean, probably the least expensive club in the state. But, you know, it was, you know, he told me, he said, I can't bring in the trainers that I want to bring in. I can't bring in the coaches I want to bring in because I can't get the parents to pay the money. But he was like, the parents will go north because, on the mm-hmm. south end, there's not there's not a lot of soccer on the south end, especially south end of the cab. I mean, but you go north, you go Gwinnett, you go Buckhead, you go Sandy Springs, and you know Dunwoody. Yep. You know that's where that's where all the soccer clubs are, and and the biggest one, you know, top um, top hat, I believe, is one of the you know is is probably the biggest girls program, biggest you know, but it's like a machine up there. It's you talk about competitive parents, you know. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. You know, it's like 
you know, we'll take 400 girls, but we're going to find the best 15 of them, and they're going to run with us, and we'll just tag your girls along and take our money. Right, but, uh, right. But so we did move to Tucker. You know, we moved we didn't we moved her from the south end of the county to up to the club in Tucker and and pay a whole lot more than what we paid down there on the south end. But I mean you see where your money's going. Yeah. You know. They play I think her career down there on the south end of the wow. county. They probably play twenty games. Mm. <laughs> we got twenty five this season. You know, All so right. Already. <laughs> right. So, you know, you, you see where your mind is going. You know, we, some of the stuff she's been exposed to in the team and the players she's been exposed to, and even the training or the level of coaching she's been exposed to, we never got it where we were. Yeah, I and, agree. I definitely agree because for us, we were in a smaller organization, which had the potential to be bigger, but, you know, small scale, you think small scale to be small scale. So, um, since being with his new organization, I mean, he's been able to work out with MLB players like Malik Smith and is that his name Malik Smith? Malik That's his Smith. name. Um, and a couple other guys. Trent so Nash. Trent Nash and I forget the other guy's name, but he had the opportunity to work out Cedric, with them. Cedric Hunter. Cedric Hunter. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. But and these are and these, and these are guys who are, and who are from Atlanta. Like Cedric Hunter is a local kid who played over at uh, MLK. Mm-hmm. You know, and now he's playing professional ball. I think he's playing in Mexico now. But, yeah. you know, just it get, it gives them something to see, like, hey, this is where I came from. Mm-hmm. And you're in this same place, and you can you can make it too, but you have to work. Yeah. But I just don't want it to be and where parents think, oh, I have to take my kid here. I take, why I can't take we my build? kid up there for, for, him to, for him to be great. I guess Loyalty. exposure is different. Yeah. yeah I, the reason I struggled moving her was trying to be loyal to the old club. The old club was, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to be honest. She's probably, she's the only black kid on her club now. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, I mean, it, soccer ain't really a black sport. You know what I mean? Not like, not not in America now. Right. I mean, yeah. get, of course, in Africa. Same but, for baseball. Know, I mean, heavily but, dominated. Um, <laughs> So. In America, it's you know people push their kids to basketball and football. You know they, especially you know, the, it's especially odd. in the black community. Yes, that's yeah, what that's community. what we that's what we that's what we push for. There's no longevity in football, in my opinion. But to each his own, I guess. You ain't seen Tom Brady? I'm just playing. Okay, but, <laughs> but real quick, real quick, real quick before we get out of here, another thing um, I think parents need to stress is the importance of also being an athlete but the academic piece like making sure yeah. your kids stay on top of their grades I mean as a teacher seeing these coaches in high school they push these kids but they don't push them in the classroom so okay. I just feel like it sets them up when they go to it's the so next much. level it's a struggle like you're going to have to have a, have a, a, to a tutor this is right here holding your hand the whole time through college. And it's a struggle. I, I've well, seen the, it. The, the, the main thing about it is, you know, you talk about the tutor. That's only available when you, if, if, and only if you're good enough to go to that Let major me. Division One school. Exactly. You know, so. I remember 
play in Division One basketball, and we had everything. You had a tutor, you had the highest training rooms, you had everything. But when I left and actually went to, you know, transferred back home and went to a Division Three school, it was like, hey, you want to come play for us? And I'm like, no. <laughs> you don't have all the amenities that I need. <laughs> right. You know, I'm like, this y'all training room on top of the stage in the basketball gym? No, no. <laughs> you know, but even that with the... <clears throat> I'm sorry. <laughs> cut that out. No, nah, but even with the <laughs> I'm not cutting it out. <laughs> uh, even with the tutor, uh, you know, you know, but I'm, you're right. A lot of coaches don't push academics. They don't push school, and it's just like you know, play, 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 play. And I remember, you like coaching high school basketball. You know, you see some of these teams, and it was a, you know, we it was a team that. Won quite a few state championships when, during the time I was coaching, they, you know, they were at another school in DeKalb County. I'm going to let them name, uh, stay nameless, too. Nameless. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you went two, three, four, five, six state championships in a row, and nobody goes to school. That's a problem. Is that a Hall of Famer? Or, 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 or one, one or two kids, one, two, three kids go to school in seven years. Well, this a new, new school? Like, I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. That's I a mean, problem. You, that's a problem. If you, nobody's you know, going to school. You ask, well, whatever happened to this kid or whatever happened to that kid? And they, you know, that kid's back somewhere in Decatur, somewhere in Latonia, somewhere, you know. But, you know, you, you mean you look at your own program and. The idea is to get everybody in school. I don't care if they go into Juco's Major D one or JUCO or mm-hmm. wherever. You know, I I want you to go to school. Now, what you do after you leave my hands is something totally different. Mm-hmm. You know, but I'm gonna give you the opportunity to further your you know your basketball career and your academic career. So you know you you gotta push the academics. I I don't because it's important in the long term. Exactly. Well, brother, we appreciate you stopping by and talking with us today about youth sports. And we we hope to have you on future episodes in the near future. So, again, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank y'all for having me. Love y'all. Y'all be safe and have fun and keep raising that old great baseball player down there. Same for you, raise that soccer player. Also, um, Clint is your up-and-coming photographer, so we're going to put his um, Instagram handle in the info box, so if you need some photography needs, you can reach out to him. Appreciate that. Yeah, love you. Y'all follow me at Shot by Matt. There's a whole bunch of underscores in there, but she's going to put it in the box so you can... uh... (laughs) (laughs) So you go, uh, you, you all can follow me. So if you need anything, y'all hit me up. I got all the pictures. All right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by, bro. All right. Thank all y'all. Right. All right, bro. Well, that's all we have today with Speak Easy. Before we get out of here, please make sure you follow me on my social media at SpeakeasyShayJ. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or send me an email at SpeakeasyShayJ at gmail.com. And don't forget to like, subscribe to Speak Easy with Shay Jones on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Bye.